0: Well, do y'all know the game Jenga? Uh, this is a big outdoor version, so they're big blocks. Uh, the more home size version is kind of smaller, but the idea is the same where uh, you get a tower, you build it up high, and then you take turns with your friends pulling one out, and the tower builds higher and higher and gets tippier and tippier until, boom, it falls down. And then you rebuild it and play again and so the tippy kind of Jenga tower is the image that came to my mind this week in thinking about this theme a weary world rejoices because I don't know about you like I said at the beginning like I'm feeling a little weary these days and it kind of feels like my Jenga tower is getting a little tippy and there's more and more things it seems getting added on top of it you know, I mentioned the Hope Board uh, where we asked people to share their hopes and, or their fears and anxieties and worries and celebrate how the hope and the light and love of God shines through those. We did that last year, and yet all throughout the year I continue to hear oh, up for this kind of weariness that lingers, all of these kind of heavy things stacking on top of each other. And so I made a few more blocks to build this tippy tower even a little higher. Uh, all these worries and stuff, things like the pandemic. And variants that just keep coming, it seems. We have things like grief. We have people in our church grieving right now. Social media isn't always a positive thing. People continue to feel a sense of isolation. Parenting. That one's mine. I put that one in. (laughs) Aging. We've got just piles and piles of blocks, and it does seem like it just gets higher and higher and tippier and tippier, doesn't it? That's the the weariness of this world that we're living in. And I think what I want to just really share and acknowledge today is that that weariness is real. But the good news in it it that is that, that we're not alone in that weariness. Uh, if you are here, uh, I'm telling you, you're with some people who are nodding their heads as I'm talking about this weary time. We're not alone here at church, but also if you think about the Christmas story, that Christmas story of that first Christmas, pretty much everyone in that story is weary in a variety of different ways. You have Mary and Joseph, this young, unwed couple who are now with child, dealing with all the cultural shame and judgment that their community is passing on them. Oh, sure, this is the Son of God. Mm -hmm. You have these uh, shepherds who are overworked. They're working the night shift in the middle of the night. You have kings who are these wealthy people in society, and yet they have to travel across country to go and find and greet this new king. It's not an easy trip. And all of this is taking place in first century Palestine, which is ruled by the Roman Empire. So their political situation is also a little tenuous. It was a weary world And yet that's exactly where the thrill of hope broke in. It's exactly where the Christmas story takes place and where this hope for the world is born. Thanks be to God. It's into the weariness that God shows up for them and for us. It was a year ago that my son Teddy learned how to play Jenga for the first time. So I always think of that time whenever I think of the game Jenga because uh, we had family friends who were in town who stayed with us for a few days and their daughter Hannah, who's like 25, sat down for hours and played with Teddy. And the two big takeaways I still remember from that night of Teddy learning to play Jenga are this. One, he will argue forever that Hannah is the best Jenga player the world has ever known. Don't try to challenge him. There's no one better than her, okay? Okay. And the other is I just remember looking over because I wasn't even playing. I remember looking over and watching as she helped him learn how to play as she would, while he was pulling out a really tough block like down on the bottom, like trying to wiggle it out, I watched as she would kind of subtly without him seeing put a hand on the tower just to steady it a little bit so it wouldn't fall over. Isn't that an image for when our towers are feeling a little tippy? We need a Hannah to put a hand on that tower and help hold us steady. And sometimes the tower falls all the way over and we need help rebuilding it. That steady hand or that help rebuilding in a nutshell is hope. That's what hope is, is the promise that this isn't the end. The tower feels tippy, but it's not the end. Hope is the promise that there is more to come. Hope even in the midst of a weary world. And so the question we're asking this morning is, where will you find hope? And as I've talked to people over the last year, people have shared great, profound, and simple ideas and examples of where they found hope and comfort over this last year of pandemic living, year plus. Uh, But here's some of them. I'll put up on the screen here. Where you might find hope. How about in people, in friends, family, and neighbors? Over and over, I've heard people say, boy, I don't know what I would do without so-and-so, fill in the blank. But also special places, those places you can go. Music, crank up the Christmas tunes, am I right? Uh, you can find a little peace and comfort there. There's comfort in the traditions that we have. And yeah, in the last couple of years, they've maybe had to be tweaked or handled a little differently. But when we can get close to what feels familiar and traditional, it's really nice. Coming to church kind of puts that whole first set of them all together in one where you get people, a special place, music, traditions all in one. But the list continues there. These are just some of the other ones I've heard. A pet, a vacation, getting out of town even for a day can be a really good thing. A special drink. Two days ago, I went to Caribou Coffee and I ordered a Ho-Ho Mint Mocha. (laughs) I felt pretty fancy. And it was a simple little pleasure, but it was great. So I don't know what your special drink is, but that might just be the ticket for that day. A little drive, a look at Christmas lights, snuggling up with a book, going for the walk. The list goes on and on. You all probably have several things you could add to the list. Where will you find hope? It's out there. I think one of the most profound and endearing and lasting ways, though, that we find hope is that first one. It's the people. It's the friends and family who show up for us when we need them. And that's exactly what was the case for Mary, who uh, Mary, in this gospel reading from today, uh, she finds out some pretty heavy news. That first reading I read, uh, if you're a young gal, unmarried, and find out that you're with child, this is big news, Uh, 2,000 years ago and still today. And so Mary finds out this news, and then she finds out some news about her cousin Elizabeth and goes to visit her. So here's what this uh, reading says about Mary and Elizabeth. It says, In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. So why did she go? Well, the angel had told her that, unbelievably, surprisingly, Elizabeth, her cousin who was pretty old and who was thought to not be able to have kids at all, was pregnant. So that was big news. But I think the other piece of the story, because of the cultural norms that we know were uh, all too painfully real, was that she was probably sensing some judging looks as she walked around town. The yakety-yaks around town were starting to gossip a little bit. The judgy shopkeeper was making his glance, and she knew he was looking at her belly. The clucking hens down at the well were chitter-chattering. Have you heard about Mary. Mm, mm, mm. And so she was ready to get out of town. And so she goes to Elizabeth's house, to Zachariah's house, and gets there, greets Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. It's the thrill of hope. It's the promise of what Gabriel has told Mary, confirmed. And so Mary gets this great gift from Elizabeth. Because the reality is, this was amazing news that she was given, but it was also really scary news. And I think what Mary needed more than anything was a couple of things. One, yeah, just to get out of town, away from those clucking hens and prying eyes. But two, it was to have someone support her and even confirm this belief. Can this thing that I've been told really be true? Can this really be the case that I'm going to bear this amazing son, this hope for the world? She needed someone to help her see the hope in a really weary situation, and Elizabeth does that for her. It's an amazing gift for Mary. Where are you finding hope this Christmas season? Where are you going to find hope? You know, I think sometimes hope just shows up in unexpected and surprising, amazing ways, right? It's like the hope board over here, shining bright, like we just can't help but, we can't miss it. It's just almost flashing in our face. Sometimes hope does just show up on our doorstep and we're just grateful for it. But the reality is sometimes when life is really weary and the tower is feeling pretty tippy, we have to even go looking a little bit for the hope. And the promise is that it is out there. Maybe you have to reach out to that friend or neighbor or family member. Maybe you have to go to Caribou and order that special coffee or go for that walk, that drive, get out into nature. Whatever that is for you that, you know, this usually brings me some comfort and peace, pay attention to that and go and find and embrace that hope. Because the good news of the Christmas season is, unfortunately, is not that all the weariness is going to go away, that all of these stacks of blocks, pandemic, all the challenges of life, all those things aren't going to magically go away in this Christmas season. But that doesn't mean that we can't experience joy and rejoicing in the midst of the weariness, because that is the promise of Christmas, that the light and love of God shines through any of those fears, worries, and anxieties, that hope is stronger than the weariness and can carry us through that weariness. Hope can be that hand on the tower steadying us or helping us to pick up the pieces when we're pretty sure we've fallen apart. The end, the falling down, is not the end. The end of the game, well, there isn't an end. (laughs) This is the good news that Jesus brings, that even in death, there is new life. And so I want to close with just this final verse from the book of Romans, which is a prayer and I think a benediction for us this Advent season as we cling to hope. The Apostle Paul wrote these words, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's cling to hope. Search for hope when we need to and give thanks for hope when we find it because it is there all around us. Thanks be to God. Amen. to be powered by love. Mm.